the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast. My name is Ronnie Corey. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K radio on Twitter today on the Broncos Blitz podcast. We will uh, take a quick peek into the future, a new signing as well, and an interesting little article written by a former Denver Bronco on the Denver Broncos situation. And that, of course, all coming up on the Daily Broncos Blitz podcast. But first, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Be sure to go check it out. Strongly encourage you to go to the website, tap14.com. Spell out the word 14 for me, tap 14 Dot com. Of course, on Monday, Broncos announced a new signing and, uh, well, officially announced the injury reserve placement of Matt Paradis. Of course, we all knew this was coming, and Matt Paradis did post not only on his Instagram but also on his Twitter uh, a picture of him over the weekend as he did have his procedure. Uh, the Broncos center says, two days removed from surgery and looking forward to getting back fully healthy. Thanks for all the support. Now, was uh, more a, a very interesting um, a tweet also from, I believe, one of his agents, or at least part of his agency, talked about how while he was injured uh, in the locker room, he was even rooting on his team. Um, I Gosh, I can't quite remember where that was from, but I'll have to check that out and get that back to you. But, uh, you know, that just kind of shows you what kind of team player Matt Paradis is, and we certainly wish him well. He's a guy that in the locker room is very approachable, nice guy, uh, love to talk to Matt, and uh, wish him the best when it comes to his recovery, and we'll see. Hopefully this is not the end of Matt Paradis as a Denver Bronco. Of course, his contract is up. Now that that Matt make make it easier for the Denver Broncos to re-sign him as he may come at a cheaper price tag, but certainly the market is always high for a very good center, and that's exactly what Matt Paradis brings. So Gino Gradkowski uh, comes in and fills that spot. Gradkowski, of course, a seven-year player from the University of Delaware. 53 games on him right now. He's played with Baltimore, Atlanta, and Carolina most recently was competing in training camps with the Jets as well as the Panthers. He was selected in the fourth round and uh, essentially spent the 2015 offseason and training camp, if you'll remember, with Denver after being acquired uh, in that trade with Baltimore. Now, Gretkowski started 37 games in college uh, after transferring from West Virginia. And, uh, well, I tell you what. You know, he was pretty darn good at both guard positions for the Blue Hens out of Delaware. I was named a first-team All-American following his senior campaign. So uh, this is a guy who will wear 75 for the Denver Broncos and certainly uh, potentially could be uh, in play to make an impact maybe, uh, you know, as a depth guy or, uh, you know, another injury comes along. Who knows? So certainly a lot uh, to unpack there. But Chino Gretkowski officially signed by the Denver Broncos. Want to get to um, two articles on the podcast today? 
uh, and particularly one written by a former Denver Bronco. If you don't follow Dominique Foxworth, strongly encourage you to do that. Foxworth24 is his Twitter handle, and we're going to try to get him on the podcast a little bit later this week. But uh, Dominique Foxworth now writing for the Undefeated, of course, uh, previously NFLPA as well, too. This is a guy who is deeply entrenched in football still post-career. Of course, was a cornerback for the Denver Broncos for quite some time through that mid-2000s, the late 2000s uh, era of the Denver Broncos. And he writes with the headline, Why the Broncos' handling of Demarius Thomas' trade could backfire. Vance Joseph made costly decisions that put his job security in jeopardy. Now, let's start with the fact that, A, um, job security was already in jeopardy when it comes to Vance Joseph. I mean, certainly there are other things that play into this that uh, are, are the reason why Vance Joseph's feet are held to a very, very hot fire. But... Uh, an interesting observation from a player that potentially down the line could be a big deal because this is not the first time this has happened in the Denver organization over the last, well, two years, uh, this including this year. Uh, now, Foxworth writes essentially about the coaching staff and the conversation that they had uh, when the Broncos were shopping him and how uh, Thomas was approached by Joseph uh, during the week leading up to their October 28th game against Kansas City and fed him a lie. Now, there were trade rumors already swirling, of course, if you remember at that time, regarding Demarius Thomas. The agent had informed Thomas that the Broncos were shopping him for a fifth-round pick, but according to Thomas, Joseph told him, don't listen to the trade talks. It's not true. And that's actually in quotation marks in Foxworth's uh, article. This is, this is a downright lie that is obviously a big, big problem because it's it, it, Foxworth goes on to say in the article, of course, you can find this at The Undefeated, uh, and he talks about, you know, it's one thing if a coach is just not performing at the level that they need him to perform at, or it's just not as good as a coach as what we all thought he could have been, or uh, the, I'm going to say the Broncos front office thought we could have been, because I don't really know how many agreed with the hiring, but that's a whole other story for a whole other podcast. But the, the fact that now you cannot trust the guy at the top is a big problem, or the guy you know is is now dealing with some off-field um, player-to-coach issues because now there there is lying going on. And now, obviously, the big overlying umbrella that I think a lot of players, a lot of coaches, it's spewed to the media a lot just as a way to kind of just cover it up and say, you know what, it is what it is, and the quote or the comment really is that it's a business. And while that is true, um, and Foxworth says this in this article, and I'm going to actually quote it because I really like how he describes this. Uh, essentially, he talks about how uh, this game, it is different when it comes to this being a business. Uh, Foxworth goes on to say that the problem wasn't that he was traded. The problem is that Joseph and many other coaches, general managers, and owners treat the players like the product and treat the game with the respect of a partner, when in reality, the game is the product created with the players as partners. And I really like that comment from Foxworth because he's absolutely right. You know, when you go to games and you uh, go to, you pay your hard earned money to, to go sit in the seats to watch these games, you are not paying to 
observe the stadium or watch the front office in the press. But you're watching, obviously, the game and the players that are playing the game. The players are the products. And we have this discussion every time it comes up in regards to uh, the NFLPA and the NFL and the union battles and everything like that. The players are the products. And that's what you pay to go see. And when teams are unprofessional reality of it is that the product is created with the players as partners and um that's that's the important thing missing here because now it's very very difficult for any other player in that locker room because these players hear about it. these players hear about it they they talk to each other or they just hear it through the media just like i am right here reading these articles uh, it's it's different when it is someone that you just can't trust and particularly when it's straight up a lie, you know. Um, and we are seeing that also on the field echoed the other way around as well, too. Uh, I think when it comes to that final drive against Houston, Vance Joseph clearly had no trust in his offense to continually move the football with 40 seconds left without getting either a sack or a batted pass or a turnover in some way, shape, or form. That's not trusting your players. And that's a big problem. And look, I, we're not we're we're beating a dead horse here as well, too. I think everybody knows that you know it seems like the writing is very much on the wall in regards to Vance Joseph. We talked about this in previous podcasts, but certainly um, echoed here in uh, very interesting and articulate ways on the undefeated in regards to Dominique Foxworth's article. So we're going to try to get him on the podcast a little bit later this week, but also an interesting article up on MileHighSports.com. And of course, MileHighSports.com, where you can check out all the great coverage on the Broncos from uh, Rich Kurtzman to myself, Justin Michaels, TJ McBride, Sean Drotar, a lot of great stuff. Zach Seegers, you've heard him on this podcast before, up on MileHighSports.com. And the title is, This Bud's For You. I want to emphasize, Bud. Why coaching matters, ahem, Broncos. Um, and, and it really is a great piece written by Doug Ottawill, who talks about uh, the, the, the importance of a strong mind at the coaching managerial position. Of course, it's, they're technically termed managers in baseball, but they're basically coaches. And Bud Black has been, for the Rockies, an absolute bona fide stud when it comes to bringing a culture that is um, going to hold players accountable, but also uh, successful in what they know how to do well. Uh, there are bumps in the road, absolutely, and no coach is absolutely perfect as it states in the article, but more in particularly when the coach matters, Bud Black is getting it done uh, as, as uh, reflected in the Rockies' best record when it comes to winning one-run games. That was last year in the National League. And while players do are, again, are the product, it's those, particularly in baseball, where every little detail matters, it's those kind of things that really stand out that show you how strong a good manager can really be for a team. And, of course, we have seen anything but with Vance Joseph. And, of course, the article goes on to say that, well, the Denver Broncos should take note. Uh, Vance has been, there's really no defending him uh, in, in, in any Way, shape, or form. I mean, from last year, obviously the losses, a problem. The handling of the Jamal Charles situation, a problem. Moving Ron Leary and, and Demarcus Walker out of position to where they are playing poorly, a problem. The in-game decisions, which were just dreadful, from the inexplicable challenges to the uh, weirdly timed timeouts and uh, decision-making 
not very good. Uh, Vance saying himself how he needed to coach his coaches better and so how some of his coaches went rogue on him. Looking at you, Mike McCoy. I mean, these, these are just so many. There's a running list of these, and now that same type of problem developing this year. The Houston game, both halves, just horribly executed. The Jets game at the beginning of the uh, that second half, or the, excuse me, the first half, about two minutes left, horribly executed. Just not very good at all, and it seems like we're losing a grasp of, of things. And, of course, when the rumors or reports of potential coaches being moved around or, or fired, you know, fans are running with it. And, of course, the big sexy name right now, and we're going to come out, I'm going to have a written piece. It'll have a, a real nice explanation on several of the available coaches starting next year. But, of course, the big name that is kind of leading the list is now John Harbaugh, who uh, could potentially be a real sexy name that uh, the Denver Broncos may be considering. Now, of this reported by uh, Jason Locke and four of CBS Sports, it does appear that the Ravens and John Harbaugh are essentially headed towards a mutual parting of the ways uh, an in-season firing will not be discussed, or at least was not discussed. Um, but th this is a Ravens team that looking to move on from their guy because they haven't made the playoffs in the last four years. Time for change. Change sometimes is a good thing uh, when you're kind of stuck in neutral for much of your franchise. But John Harbaugh would bring that Bud Black-like veteran presence, somebody who knows what he's doing, who has been there, done that, as Denver saw in 2013 when the Baltimore Ravens took them out on the, uh, <clears throat> well, we won't talk about that play, Miracle at Mile High. <laughs> uh, but the point being is that, look, this is a guy who is proven and certainly could become a thing. So uh, there's a lot of news surrounding the Denver Broncos, of course, and uh, you got to keep it right here on the Broncos Blitz Podcast, a daily podcast here on Mile High Sports, and, uh, you know, we have a really uh, real um, big announcement coming. Big, 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 big announcement. Uh, I can't say it yet. Can't say it yet, but a huge announcement in regards to the podcast is coming up, and so I want you to uh, stick with me. Keep listening to the daily podcast, and uh, we have I, personally, I have huge news uh, in regards to this podcast and potentially... Uh, well, adding another element to the podcast, you know, and that'll be a lot of fun. So be sure to go check it out. Uh, MileHighSports.com is where you can keep up with all that good stuff. And, of course, on my Twitter feed, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. So lots surrounding the Broncos as they get set for, uh, well, <laughs> they're – Gonna try to just stick in, you know. You talk talking to a lot of the players. Of course, it's the one game at a time cliche. It's the uh, we're still we still can run the table and this and that. Look, this is a team that is outside looking in on the playoffs. They're gonna remain that way. This is a team where if they're lucky, they finish eight and eight. Yeah, it is probably your best case scenario. And of course, uh, it's a tough test because they're going to travel to the Chargers, who are now all of a sudden, this Charger team is firing on all cylinders. Good defense, quality offense, seven and two, three and one on ho at home. So, Chargers going to bring a difficult test, as I do believe Denver is seven point underdogs on the road uh, to the LA Chargers. So, should be an interesting game. Uh, coming up this weekend, of course, we'll be covering here at the Broncos Blitz podcast as Denver tries to snap that losing streak. Be sure to check out 
uh, us out on Twitter at Mile High Sports, and of course the all new Mile High Sports mobile app as well. To strongly encourage you, go check that out. Of course, you can take the podcasts on the go and. A lot of fun stuff over there at milehighsports.com. You can watch the in-studio radio shows that are uh, always circling in throughout the day. Strongly encourage you go on over to milehighsports.com. And, of course, for archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, you can find that with discussions, player interviews, coaches' interviews, audio, all that good stuff at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. We'll see you, y'all.